0: Hello and welcome to another episode of 10x hacks for startup and venture success. This is your host Vida Patil and today on the show we have Raj Jaswa. Raj Jaswa is a Silicon Valley veteran with over 25 years of experience as a serial entrepreneur. The startups Selectica, Opti and Dino, where he served as a president and CEO. He has been the ex-president of Thai and he currently advises and mentors several startups. He also mentors Amul India, a very large corporate house, teaches at several IITs and other colleges in India. He is an alumnus of IIT Bombay and an MBA from Stetson University. In part one of the podcast, Raj Jaswa shared his secrets of creating a repeatable customer base. What does it take to make your customer happy and get them coming back to you so that you can build a repeatable and scalable customer success model. In this episode, he talks about how to scale your business and how to create a culture of success in your organization. Raj covers a variety of case studies in the food business, tourism, in the gig economy and more. Let's hear more about the Amul uh, case study
1: cleaning boy the guy who cleans your table the guy who delivers you the food the guy who takes your order everybody needs to be hospitable there needs to be a personality of being and it's not just it just take, it takes one time that yeah. somebody is rude to you
0: that they go away yeah.
1: <laughs> you'll never go back again right yeah. <laughs> exactly hospitality was number two uh, next thing was uh, accuracy so if you order food with, mm. you know, no onions or, or no peppers or no yes. this, no that, or you want extra sauce or you want extra this, you want it to come exactly right. So accuracy is number three. Number four is it should be a well-maintained place. The lighting should work, you know, the, the window shade should work, you know, everything should be working, It should be a well-maintained place. And number five is the product of the food. So the f- importance of food is number five. And the last thing is speed of service, how quickly you get it, right? Which is what okay. I mentioned. Yeah. These are the f- six things in this priority order that results in a repeat customer. Right. Now, now do you think any chef knows that?
0: No. <laughs> no. They're so focused <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. This is a typical entrepreneur's problem. We are too focused on building something. We don't know how... Yeah, without
1: knowing why the customer is going to be your customer for the long run in the first place.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: When a customer, when you don't even know what is going to make you your customer a customer for the long run, how are you going to be successful as an entrepreneur? As the boss, you can't go to every restaurant and everywhere and go ahead and uh, see that all of these things are there right cleanliness hospitality uh, accuracy etc so you have to actually if 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 i just told you that and then everybody did that then then you'd still not be successful because you you can't run around you have to create an understanding of these six items in every employee yeah now it becomes hard yeah What makes it hard is not that you don't do these six things. What makes it hard is that you cannot get every employee to do the same thing. And you know how many employees this YUM industry has got with their 50,000 restaurants? (laughs) I
0: think, I think One million. One million. One million. (laughs) Yeah. Imagine
1: one million employees from different cultures different ethnic groups, different cities, different uh, economic strata, different education, have all been trained about how to execute this champs, you know, cleanliness, hospitality, accuracy, maintenance, product and service for the customer. So, So basically the boy who comes to clean your table, how does he do it? So when he cleans the table, is to clean it in such a way that makes you feel that the table is clean. Like when we go to a restaurants, what <laughs> happens?
0: I know the same old dirt gets rubbed around. <laughs> like, you know.
1: Exactly. They come with that dirty bucket. With that water, dirty water is also dirty in the bucket. The cloth is dirty and wet, and then they wipe that whole thing, and you can see that all that stuff going in there into that dirty thing, and and so when they look at the table the table looks clean but you know that there's germs everywhere on that yeah, table yeah. right mm-hmm. and and this is how the cleaning boy cleans in almost all restaurants while if you go to any pizza hut etc they clean with a clean cloth yeah
0: yeah then 100%. they basically
1: put some antiseptic spray then they take a clean paper napkin and clean the table Yeah. Have you noticed that? So basically the cleaning is done in a way that results in the customer feeling that the table is clean. The second thing is, you know, what if uh, you go to a table and, you know, suddenly it's right in the the sun is coming in and it's feeling hot, etc. Then, you know, uh, the cleaning boy, will say that, you know, it's it's going to be sunny and it's going to be, you won't enjoy eating? Why don't I move you to another table? So basically, the, um, to be an employer, employee who inculcates the value of champs is not so easy. Yeah. And uh, it requires a lot of training and education and rep- repetition. That's why everybody knows the answer, but very few companies can execute it.
0: So so, Raja, I want to ask this. You know, I'm faced with this challenge of reskilling. I have exactly the same problem. Uh, I work for a startup. We we I manage a gig economy team. People come and go. They do it at their own pace. That's the Gen Gen X Gen Z guys. You know, that's their trend. Uh, how do you create a repeat culture? in how do you do that? Like these people are. Just... I,
1: I think it. You basically don't have a choice because if you don't create. The culture you know that you need to have to get repeat customers—they're not going to be successful in the long run. Right, Right. I agree. It is a bigger challenge with this gig industry, like Uber, etc. Yeah. But do you know how much effort Uber puts on driver training? So, for example, the reason why Uber is successful in the gig economy is because they figured out the right culture of how the driver should interact with the passenger.
0: Yes, they are very good, very courteous, especially, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's a repeatable phenomena.
0: Yes, yes.
1: And so actually in India, you know, I, when I go, I have, I hire a I have a driver for hire who different people show up, who, who drive my car for a month or two. And because I cannot, have, since I go off and on, I cannot have a regular driver. So you know, uh, I was ta- I talked to these drivers, drivers, and they're all kind of random people. And uh, like some of them, you know, said that you know my goal in life is to become an Uber driver.
0: Hmm.
1: You know, and you know Uber basically they will they will save a little bit of money, then go to the bank, buy a car, and then get registered with Uber and become an uber driver and uber puts almost i think two months of effort to train these uber drivers before mm-hmm. they let them be an uber driver
0: right so do they work on communication skills as well because they have, have this
1: everything.
0: <laughs> protocol it's like very repeatable
1: look the car is to smell good mm. they have to wear clothes that don't stink I mean, think of how many drivers in India where the clothes are not sticking, right, because of sweat and this and that, or dirty or whatever, stained or whatever. I mean, they have to go ahead. I mean, Uber has to start from ABC
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: of how to implement the Uber driver uh, standards.
0: But how do they know that the drivers are following it? What if there are slip-ups? Do they have regular check-ins? Or do they have... Absolutely,
1: uh, everything. I mean, they they not only teach you, but then they monitor you, they test you, they repeat, you know. They, it's, uh, they know that, you know, it's so easy to turn off Uber customers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: you know, was, it's yeah. so easy to turn off, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, any person misbehaves or whatever, it's over. You're not going to.
0: Right. What if the customer is misbehaving?
1: How to handle that is as important. What is the right way to handle it? Yeah, exactly. All of it is. So, so, you know, the companies that have succeeded in the gig business are companies that have paid attention to creating the right culture
0: Mm -hmm.
1: in that employee for the job that he's doing to help you get, get keep repeat customers get repeat customers
0: right uh, that means they have rejects also people who cannot understand let's say they had oh,
1: the standards are very high mm. standards are very high mm-hmm. uh, that uber has got i mean um, you know this guy was really sweating it out to become an uber driver
0: yeah yeah it is a uh, way out of poverty you know uh, it's people- a, it's a way
1: out of poverty but it's it's but, but they they basically take you like a quantum improvement in your human uh, uh in in how you act as 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 a human uh, uh helper right
0: personality uh, revamp like everything forward. changes <laughs> yeah. thank you for listening to the podcast 10x hacks for startup and venture success this is your host Vida patil I'm bringing you interviews of investors and founders from Silicon Valley and across the globe. This podcast takes a lot of time and effort, so please support this by subscribing to my iTunes, SoundCloud, and LinkedIn podcast pages. Also, please leave your valuable feedback. I will try to make this podcast better with your comments. Thank you so much.
1: You know i could see that this driver since he was planning to be an uber driver um, you know the guy always came with he obviously didn't have enough money to buy a new uniform every day but he wore good clean clothes that were well ironed starched um, maybe the same dress every every day or whatever but you know he was careful not to mess it up etc etc so so you could you could see that you know uber was changing the culture of drivers
0: yeah so entrepreneurship is becoming academic here you are teaching something through entrepreneurship you you learn something uh, by way of making money that's yeah. that's amazing that's amazing no no
1: see if you can't execute you'll be replaced you'll be an entrepreneur and you'll be swapped out because yeah. ultimately the company has to succeed
0: right you had
1: your idea that doesn't mean that you are going to make it fail by not understanding what it takes to create a successful business yes. so that's why like i that's why when i taught this 75 minute uh, class to on amul live you know got 155000 views and you should look at the comments of you know the thousand plus people comments that came in and (laughs) and it's like you know people said wow thank you for teaching me all this i never understood the importance of what i taught right Mm -hmm. and that is so critical to to success for everybody
0: yeah on that note i wanted to ask do you think entrepreneurship education should be pushed earlier in the career like you know high schoolers should learn it it, it, it start from middle school.
1: We have to be kind of careful, in my opinion, because, you know, um, I think like an entrepreneur, since he's creating jobs, you know, requires maturity, right? I mean, a lot of the things we, that we just talked about, you know, it's a part of normal upbringing. But, you know, to have the maturity to start paying attention to it, and doing rep- repeating and honing the skills, and then how to work with people that you know rebel against you, and you know, come you know sloppy to work, and then they, you know, how does clothes make me a worse driver? You know <laughs> that kind of attitude, right?
0: Well, so I think this is so important. Like you brought up a very valuable point. Uh, two years ago, I, w- I went to Varanasi to witness the Ganga Aarti. The most uh, amazing experience. Like I was speechless. Like we're sitting on the Ganges coast and watching this whole thing. We waited two days to get that opportunity uh, and the darshan and everything. I was wondering, uh, it it needs a lot of cleaning. You know, uh, there is the Swachhanga initiative. Like what you said in the food business, cleanliness is important. This uh, even even in a lot of other departments, tourism cleanliness is, could be a big turnoff, right?
1: completely (laughs) completely completely in fact you know now when you look back and once you've understood the importance that uh, you know some of these values were to you know the food business you understand you know I know when Modi came up with Swachh Bharat
0: right
1: you know all intellectuals were laughing about him Yeah, Bhutu kya you know he's a chai wala you know what does he understand you know how is cleanliness important to you know India's image etc you know right but guess what you know five years later he's built eight 80 million toilets he's built you know Ganga is suddenly clean
0: yes you know
1: yes, I yes. mean Varanasi is clean Imagine Varanasi, what a dirty place it was. Yes. Uh, and, 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 you know, nobody thought it was ever possible to clean Ganga. N- nobody thought it was ever possible to clean Varanasi. Uh, but, you know, he has managed to get, you know, India's watch, you know. And yeah.
0: massive undertaking.
1: This is massive. Massive. But, you know, it's the the ABC of life. Living together in a community, in India, we all live together like a herd, right? So many of us, and if we don't inculcate, you know, some of the basic principles of cleanliness, hospitality, keeping our word, you know, all these good things, you know, it's gonna be basically a chaotic society. And, and, you know, uh, Hats off to Modi to go ahead and have the guts to not say, "Okay, we are going to get a Harvard MBA to do some financial planning for us, and we are going to <laughs> do a ten-year f- plan for industry and this kind of stuff." He said, I see so many problems around in India which need to be addressed first. We got to be a clean place. We got to have good roads. We got to have infrastructure. We got to have this. We got to have that. Uh, people have got to be timely you can't have papers you know government offices i remember i used to go to income tax department or, or government office gosh anything <laughs> piles and piles of stuff you know i you, you've probably seen it yeah. uh, and all of us have seen it you know
0: uh, you don't and know where to go <laughs> yeah street <laughs> well, <it's like>, directed. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's like things are falling over and this guy is putting it back together and and that guy goes hunting through all these documents and but this was true even in, you know, the central government offices. Yeah. And according, and I was reading an article where Modi said that when he walked through the offices of the finance department and defense department, he found that there were piles and piles of documents and papers and files sitting in the in, in in the hallways because they'd overflowed from the offices. <laughs> so it's like gosh. This is how you know a central government was operating. And you know uh, you know he said if I don't fix this, what am I gonna make India? How am I going to improve India's yeah future right so you know he started from ABC and to have the vision and the guts to tackle things from scratch right start now that is true guts
0: yeah you know on that uh, on that thought I want to ask what is it that India did differently that they have the Apple uh, facility move Apple facility has moved to India the manufacturing facility uh, th- for some reason they felt welcomed. I'm thinking, did Modi do anything different?
1: Well, I think, uh, you know, we should probably thank COVID for sure. <laughs> but but also, uh, I think, I think Modi has done a lot to make uh, foreign investment more welcome, right? India was like 145th out of 199 countries as ease of doing business Gosh, when Modi took over. I mean, we were worse than probably Nigeria and, you know, Egypt and all these other countries. 145th in terms of ease of doing business, you know, that means you know if uh, if you file for starting a company or to import something and it goes gets lost and then you've got to hire a middleman to go and track it down and get all kinds of bribe etc that is not how you're going to uh kind of motivate businesses to go to india right okay. so, so anyway. i think like you know <laughs> the things that he did was to basically make it easier to do business in India by, and now we are sitting around 50 or something so we've moved a hundred places up and in about five six years and you know obviously we need to move up another bunch but the point is that uh, that you know unless you go ahead and tackle kind of the hard issue the hard issue is not investing a crore rupees The hard issue is actually how do you train your thousand employees to do the right thing for the customer every day in every aspect of what you're doing. That is the hard thing. And this is what entrepreneurs need to learn, which is, you know, not designing the most exciting or the most amazing, uh, you know, technology or whatever, but you know, how to create a culture in the company that people will want to buy this product from you and want to become your customers Mm -hmm. that is what entrepreneurs need to learn
0: amazing so this is beautiful you started off with the food business you, you traveled all over to all Uber. And then we, we we talked about Modi serving his customer, which is a foreign, foreign investment. And then now we're back to Amul. So this is amazing. We, we traveled multiple worlds within one hour. So amazing, amazing. It's the same
1: thing everywhere. That's the message, right? It's the same thing. Human beings are human beings, no matter what they're doing. And, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur also, you're still de- dealing with human beings, even if you're dealing with the most technologically advanced, you know, iPhone 12 or whatever launch or whatever, you still have to create the experience that you believe will result in repeat customers. Now, the champs thing that is probably important for food is not the same thing for e-commerce. So for e-commerce, basically Jeff Bezos figured out that the things that, you know, an e-commerce online customer wants is, you know, lowest cost, so he never has to worry about cost, you know, lots of choices. So he knows that he can find exactly what he wants. He wants to be sure that it's right and people have good experience. So he got his reviews and then he wants delivery that happens as quick as possible. So you don't have to wait for days and then you don't want to pay for delivery. So, you know, he figured out these are the four or five key things that repeat customers will create repeat customers. It's not that, how difficult is it to create a database that'll do online e-commerce? Any entrepreneur can do that. Any software engineer can write that code in probably three days. Mm-hmm. But creating this culture among 10,000 employees or one lakh employees, where they see that for all the million products that are out there, it's the lowest price. All the million products out there, you know, they all have... Only things with good reviews are there. Otherwise, you kick them off. You know, that culture that Bezos has to create from one employee at a time, that is what has created, made him the richest man and made Amazon the great platform it is. So a lot of people think that, you know, technology is what made Amazon successful or whatever. It's not. It's really the training or the inculcation of the values necessary for your business. And every business will have different sets of values that are important for repeat customers. And you have to get that inculcated into every employee that the customer service, the returns people, the accounting people, everybody needs to have the same understanding of the values.
0: Right. That, that's more hiring and training. In the hiring training and then but hiring
1: like, training re, you know kind of you know repeating the message you know evangelizing the message uh all of these things are things that an, that the founders or entrepreneurs need to figure out
0: this is an amazing uh, message raj you covered uh, multiple business ecosystems here we just talked about bezos and bizonomics and Uh, what is that one parting message you want to give the founders? I know we're only getting started here. Your uh, ocean of wisdom is unstoppable, but at least during the COVID times, what is it that you can uh, advise uh, founders in a panic, uh, you know, uh, about pivoting or about sustaining a business? You know, what are some of your thoughts, uh, you know, as as a parting message?
1: Yeah, just to kind of, of, uh, you know, have every entrepreneur remember that the goal of business is not to develop the most exciting busy stuff yeah it's wonderful to do that but the goal of business is to create a company that is going to grow and that is going to be profitable and repeatable and scalable and is just going to keep growing and uh, which means you know, it'll be able to give so many benefits. It'll give benefits to the customers who'll enjoy your products, but will also give people employment, it's going to help your community and so on. So the goal for every entrepreneur needs to be to create a business that, you know, they year by year keeps growing, you know, step by step uh, in a nice profitable way. So in order to do that, you need to have customers who are loyal to you, who love your products, who are your fans, who talk about your products. Having raving uh, customers that become raving fans is really the secret sauce to any entrepreneur's uh, success. Mm
0: -hmm. So Mm
1: -hmm. with that last thought, um, work hard at figuring out how to make your customer into a raving fan so that he's customer for life
0: awesome awesome fantastic well said well rounded uh, this is the amazing message from uh, raj jaswa who's tutored uh, the amul uh, team and the managing director of amul was on a call and he has 155000 views and Uh, to add to that uh, 30 years of experience and being heading institutions and in Silicon Valley and also you're coaching IITs in uh, Mumbai and also you're expanding to Thai uh, Mumbai and uh, BIT in uh, Billa institutions. So this is amazing. If you have an opportunity, please take his uh, course work and uh, uh, yeah, uh, let's do another podcast and I have uh, more insights coming uh, from you to the founders. Thank you so much for your most precious, invaluable insights. And uh, 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 many, many thanks from uh, all the listeners and viewers. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast 10x Hacks for Startup and Venture Success. This is your host, Vida Patil. I'm bringing you interviews of investors and founders from Silicon Valley and across the globe this podcast takes a lot of time and effort so please support this by subscribing to my itunes soundcloud and linkedin podcast pages also please leave your valuable feedback i will try to make this podcast better with your comments thank you so much please visit my youtube channel and check out more interviews of founders entrepreneurs and investors also tap into 10x productivity hacks for increasing your creativity human potential and leadership skills thank you very much